Welcome to Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we interview marketers, publicists, and brands to learn their stories, what makes them tick, and tips and tricks that make a difference. I'm so excited to be back this week on Your Brand Amplified with Ashley Moorfield. She is a multi-founder with Taking Youth Hire, NYA Consulting Company, and Serenity Living Transitional Home. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm sure you do much, much more, but I'd love for you to share your story. It can be your, you know, talk about how you are inspired to start all these projects and what do they mean? Wow. So yes, um, I am involved in a lot of projects, but they all are very close to my heart. Um, I, my husband and I actually um, started a youth mentoring program. Um, and that was in 2007. And we had just been um, helping kids in the community and wanted to kind of formalize it, but we really didn't have a space. So we used our backyard um, and we both had a lot of siblings. So we taught our younger siblings about it and they brought their friends and it really turned into something much bigger than what we expected. We ended up having mentoring at a bunch of different sites, YMCA's, uh, different places like that. And um, I actually had a young lady in my mentor program who was suffering from homelessness. And for me, I was like, these are teenagers. You know, surely there are enough programs to keep teenagers 17, 18 years old from being homeless. And I started doing some research and I found that most of the programs that were available um, were very like punitive in a sense, I guess, for lack of better words. And what I mean by that is that, you know, they... It had, they were set up for people that were either sent there by like the court systems, um, maybe they needed uh, some more assistance with maybe drug and alcohol, maybe they had some, some issues in school, maybe all programs that were for like assault on a teacher or different things like that. But there wasn't anything for like a young person that just maybe had been dealt a bad hand or maybe just needed some assistance, mostly with people that were aging out of foster care. Mm. And they knew they had I mean, like tremendous anxiety when it came to like, when I turned 18, my foster parent told me that I have to leave. And so I couldn't find anywhere to send her. And I started thinking about foster care. Like maybe, maybe this is, maybe we want to be foster parents. And then I felt that I could help more people if I made it more of a program. And so we, I talked a little bit to my husband and I said, you know, maybe I think what I want to do is open up a housing program for this group of people that there isn't anything for them. And, um, you know, we looked and we tried to apply for funding in order to get like a building, a location, something. And every, everyone wanted to kind of see that we were already doing this. We just, mm. you know, we already had a housing program. And so um, I went to my husband and I was like, what if we gave up our house to use it for the program? Oh my gosh. And, <laughs> yeah, and um, we have been used to each other coming up with kind of crazy <laughs> ideas of how to get things done in a non-traditional way. So, um, you know, I had a friend who I had talked to and she was like, maybe you just need to move in with me, joking and serious kind of at the same time. And I was like, are you serious? And she was like, yeah, why not? You know, like, you know, let's just, do it and you can start your program. And I thought I might get a little bit of resistance from my husband because, you know, this was the only house our, our kids, we have two kids. Mm. They had, they hadn't lived anywhere else. You know, it was the only place they knew it was the first house that we had bought together. Um, you know, and he was like, well, you know, I think we should do it. Wow. So within three months, yes, I was like, I, 
it happened so fast. We moved in with my friend. So it was us two and our two children. And then she also had two children. Um, and so, you know, we started the, pro we opened up in three months offering um, housing in our home and we incorporated the mentorship curriculum that we were already using. Um, and over time we grew the curriculum and that was just, you know, and that's, that's the program that we are um, the most active in now because the people that are in our um, housing program, they, they live there 24 hours, you know, that's their home. Um, so it requires a lot of me. Um, and my husband was, you know, he, he, so he still continues to mentor and he does uh, have a youth uh, sports organization. But as far as serenity living, that's something that, you know, I've kind of take on, taken on and kind of it's taken a life of its own. And that is um, my baby. And, you know, I just love it. It's so amazing and inspiring. I, I just think the barriers that were there for you and you still you had a dream and a vision and you still persevered. What if you hadn't had a home to do right. that? Right. I mean. Right. The fact that you had that and you could make an impact and you're setting such a beautiful example for your family. Yes. And that was interesting too, because um, when I looked back at it, I was like, this is the same house we started with the mentor program mm -hmm. when we didn't have a place to go for that. And, you know, so I felt that it kind of came full circle. It was mm -hmm. like that became like the program house whenever we needed to help people. And it made a greater impact on our children than I even, you know, imagined. You know, at first I had a little bit of mommy guilt because I said, <laughs> you know, oh, they're not going to understand. You know, they're, they, they are going to be, in, you're going to have to share a room um, in someone else's space. They're used to having their own room in their space. And they just loved it. They, they all of a sudden inherited two older siblings because oh. my friend had her kids there. Um, and they love to come to Serenity Living and help. We make welcome baskets. We make it a big deal when people move in. Um, so they're very much a part of it. And um, I think that they learned a lot from that move and that level of sacrifice. And I, that, that was, you know, the best thing to watch was that they were so, my whole family was very selfless. I felt like, you know, oh, this is my dream. And I, I had a little bit of guilt. I was like, wow, I'm displacing people. And I didn't feel like they were literally displaced, but I felt like, will they understand, you know, mm -hmm. children? And they didn't skip a beat at all, you know? So it was really, really a blessing. I understand that. I have a, a teenager, a new teenager, and she'll often ask, okay, what are you working on today? What are you doing, mom? And I've realized she's not asking because it's not that I'm spending time with her. I mean, part of it's she's trying to figure out, okay, how late are you working so that we can spend time together? But the other part is she really wants to know what I do. And so the fact that your kids got to go on this journey, have, have been able to continue to go on this journey with you is truly a blessing for everyone. Yes. I have a new teenager as well. <laughs> yes. He, he just turned 13. And um, yeah, so that's a whole, that's a journey too. <laughs> <laughs> So um, what are the requirements? How does somebody find your home and how do they apply and get to be part of that atmosphere? So um, a lot of the young people that refer themselves, they typically find us on Facebook, um, just Serenity Living Transitional Home. Um, we also uh, get a lot of referrals from foster care agencies, 
um, sometimes just churches, community resources, um, maybe someone who has finished a program that refers a friend. Um, it's very easy. We do have a criteria, age criteria. They have to be eight, between the ages of 18 and 23. Um, and that is just a very vulnerable population. So we try to kind of focus on them. Um, it's young women ages 18 to 23. And then they can turn 24 in the program, but they're welcome to stay in our program for up to a year. Some people stay for a little bit longer depending on their individual circumstances, but that's pretty much the standard. Um, and while they're there, we do life skills classes, we do money management. Uh, we send them to on the road driver's ed classes so that they can participate in a driving school until they get their driver's license. Um, we help them get jobs. I have someone next week that is going to be shopping for her first car. So I'm super wow. excited to go on that journey with her. Um, so yeah, we really just tailor the program to the needs of the people in our program. And did you see um, a lot of changes during the pandemic? Did you see more need or did you see any issues that arose yeah. because of that? An increase in needs. A lot of programs had to close. Wow. And so our waiting list, I had to stop it once it quadrupled because oh there was no way for us to, to keep up with, with even the numbers. Um, and one of the things that I noticed was a lot of the programs who may have had double occupancy, like in one room, they had to go um, at 50% occupancy oh. because they couldn't have this two people in one room. And then there were other programs who could not um, pivot and have the um, safeguards in place for mm -hmm. COVID. And so we got a lot of referrals from those programs as well. Um, but we definitely grew during the pandemic in a sense of our support, um, our volunteers, people that just wanted to kind of give back to, uh, to our population. Wonderful. Um, so what continues to inspire and motivate you? The, the people that complete our program, the people that finish our program, they stay in touch. Um, sometimes they come back and volunteer. Awesome. They take on like, yes, it's so exciting. And sometimes they even take on, you know, like a mentorship type of role. So that's very um, inspiring. And then, you know, once again, my children, because they're, they, they are changing the more that they get involved in this work. My son, um, you know, he has a, his own program. It's called SJ Cares. And he does care packages for the homeless. He started at six years old. So I didn't know he was watching me. He says it all the time. I was inspired <laughs> by my mom. And he just keeps care packages on him and in the car and different places. And whenever we see people, you know, he makes sure to, to have something to give to them. And so those things really keep me inspired because I know not only am I making a difference in the lives of other people's children, but my children are watching as well. And then they can then become life changers for other people. So oh. Yeah. So Absolutely. just the generational effect is very inspiring to me. Definitely. And and then for your mentorship program, you're still running that as well? So yes, it's actually, um, we would refer to it as a life stabilization program. And, yeah. and the reason is because it is for the people that don't necessarily qualify for a housing program. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're not suffering from homelessness, but they have all of the other needs. They need to learn about, you know, life, their, their life skills, money management. And so we are, we, we build a program around them specific to how do we stabilize your life? How do we keep you stable? Because right now you're not in an unstable or, or, um, uh, you know, a state to where you necessarily, that you're true are suffering from homelessness. So how do we keep you from going there and then help you to elevate in other areas of your life? 
And so for that program, we start at age 13, we go up to 18. Um, and, and then if someone is on our waiting list for a housing program, mm-hmm. they can participate in that program while they are waiting to get into our housing so that, you know, they are still progressing with other goals. Wonderful. That's really amazing. Uh, so what's next for you? And we haven't even touched on your consulting business and how that plays into this as well. Um, well, so what's next for Serenity Living is we actually um, purchased a building because we, you know, have been growing. And that is it's an interesting story with that as well, because we um, we struggled to raise the money during COVID to mm-hmm. actually purchase the building. And so what we did was we used... Uh, a family home, you know, that we had to uh, sell in order to take some funds and purchase a building for the program. And so we got the building, but the building does need a full renovation. Mm. And so um, we're excited about it because we understand that it will help us to service more people. Uh, However, we do have to, you know, raise the the money to fix up the building. And so what we're doing now, we're actually planning a fundraising gala um, that, that will be in the fall of this year. And then we'll sell tickets and we'll have um, silent auctions and things like that at that event. But we also have an ongoing fundraiser. It's called Give 10. And we are hoping that we can find a thousand people that can give $10 a month. Mm. Um, and so it's just Give 10 for 10. So if you can give $10 for 10 months, that means in the whole year, you only, you, you gave $100, but if we get enough people that can sacrifice in that way, um, then we can help to hit some of our goals as far as renovating the building. That's beautiful. That's so amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and you're located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Yes. Correct. So if somebody wants to go to the live event, they can find you through your website or how, how would somebody participate? Not saying that you have to be in Pittsburgh to donate, right? Yeah. But, but I'm assuming there will be a virtual component as well. And then your fundraising campaign that's year round is also virtual. Yes. So on our website, which is www.slth.org. So Serenity Living Transitional Home, just the acronym. Um, And we have uh, a link there for the Give 10 campaign. Um, It's very easy. You just click that that button and you can um, input your information and you can decide if you want it to come, the $10 to come out automatically Mm -hmm. um, out of your account every month, or if you want to log in every month and give the $10 that way. Um, Some people decide to give more. Some people decide to give the whole amount, just one time, a one-time gift. Um, And then we also have opportunities for you to become what we call ambassadors. And what that is, is you can set up your own campaign where you try to find your own 10 people. Um, And so, you know, you could say, oh, I just gave $100 and I'm sure I can, or I just gave $10 this month. And I'm sure I probably could get nine other people to give $10. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that option as well. And then, yes, we will have a link for the gala. It will be physically in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but we will have a virtual ticket as well. Okay. And then we'll also have ways that people can sponsor a table if they aren't going to come um, in person or not interested in virtual, but would like to donate because we do like to invite as many of the young people that have graduated from our program. We like to bring them back as well. And it makes it easier for us to do that when we have um, some of the tables sponsored. Yep, absolutely. And so you also have your consulting company. 
Yes. So how does that play in or does it, or is it completely different than the other work that you're doing? So um, NYA, which is um, Natural Average Consulting, actually came because it came out of a need. I was doing a lot of work with helping people start nonprofits Mm -hmm. non-traditionally. I felt that there were a lot of people that when I got ready to start my nonprofit, they that were able to help me for a fee and that were able to help me kind of go through the traditional route. But I didn't found anyone that was like, hey, I moved out of my house. I did whatever I had to do. And I said, and I said, what if there are people out there that need a different type of motivation? Yeah. Need to learn maybe how to think outside of the box or how to get because we we a lot of times think, oh, I need funders immediately right. or I need grant money immediately. And a lot of times those funders and those um, sponsors, they want to know what have you done yourself. Mm-hmm. And so NY is really um different because I help you figure out what can you do now before all of the fancy stuff comes along and before (laughs) you can say you know I have a nationally known nonprofit agency not that I'm not saying that I I do but I'm saying a lot of people that's what they dream when Mm -hmm. they you know initially um, think about it is like I want to make this impact worldwide and so I like to really help people see that whatever they have in their hand already is is enough for right now and how to use that to bring in more support to then turn around and help more people. So it's really for people that want to learn what can I do now and how can I do it efficiently? Amazing. I love it. I love it so much. I myself have started a couple of nonprofits and so I'm, we're, def- we're going to talk more about this because I have some ideas too. Um, but I love that non-traditional because you know, I also went with the model of like, we're all volunteers. We are all just giving our hearts to this project because we want to make an impact. Right. And that's what you've done, but you've exponentially grown it. And, um, it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's really, um, fun to, you know, just to see the, the young people that come in and start to transform. Yeah. Yeah. Changing lives one at a time is really the only way to do it because you don't know what's going to spark that one person to create change. Exactly. And you have to be able to tailor to their needs. I think when that's another thing I like to teach people with NYA is not to have a cookie. If you're providing a service, mm-hmm. you can't have a cookie cutter service. You, you cannot um, properly service individuals, you know, with a, a standard um, program, you know, you have to be able to maneuver and help to meet their needs. So that's important. Absolutely. So, uh, do you have a favorite quote? I do. So I have a quote, um, and it is, it's something that I have all over serenity living. I'm pro- the girls are probably sick of it, <laughs> but it's so motivational because, um, it's just, it's, uh, perhaps the butterfly is proof that you can go through a great deal of darkness and still become something beautiful. And the reason why I like that quote is because we all have some period of time in our life that we, we didn't feel as bright and excited and loving as we may have liked to be. And it may have felt like a period of darkness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we talk about the cocoon and that whole process and what it looks like to go to through that process and become a butterfly and then to have every butterfly is unique. Mm-hmm. And so to, to come out and be your own beautiful, unique self after a period of time that you did not know that you were going to come out of 
is, is, you know, inspirational. So we use the butterfly in little ways in our logo, um, different things like that, because I think it's a good way to remind people that things that you see that are absolutely beautiful were not always that way. And it didn't always, they probably didn't always feel that way either, you know? So that's, that's my favorite quote. Wonderful. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to leave with our audience today? Just to, can, just to find a way to do good. You know, even if it, it doesn't have to be big, it's big to whoever that person is that you're helping. Um, you know, I know when I first started, people felt like I wasn't making a big enough impact. I would apply for different things and it would say, oh, you don't, you, a lot of people aren't utilizing your service. It's not big enough. But I had to ask myself, you know, how big is it to the people that even if it's just one person that you're helping, it's huge to them. Yeah. You know, so just remember, if you feel like you're making a small impact, it is huge to someone. So keep doing it. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything that can be said after that. Um, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on our program today. It's been mm -hmm. such a pleasure to hear your story, get to know you. I hope that everybody who's listening will go check out your website join your 10 for 10 campaign and help you continue to make such a great impact on the world. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. And audience, thank you for listening. I'll be back again next week. Want more tips and tricks? Check us out online at www.annikapr.com, on social media at Annika Jackson PR, or join our three-month PR Incubator Bootcamp for small businesses via www.princubator.com.